Hey, this is Andy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For this week's story episode, we are going back to the brain, and in particular, cranial nerves. Yes, so this is another BOC IRL episode, which is, if you guys haven't been following our new series, which we're doing um, BOC topics in real life. So this is not just for people studying for the BOC, although we are going to give some BOC nuggets of knowledge. Um, This is also for just listening to other people's stories and experiences with cranial nerves. Luckily, um, actually, we haven't gotten a ton of people who've had diminished cranial nerves. Okay. Um, when I did the poll, only about fourteen percent of the people who of the ATs who answered our poll yeah. had ever seen a diminished cranial nerve. Oh, interesting. Which I don't know if it's good that I've seen it more than once. So I think I have a few stories that we're gonna we're gonna put in here. I mean, you work football. The yeah, cha- but the chances are a lot higher than I've seen one in football and one not. So that's fifty fifty. The one I saw was not in, was in uh, basketball. Okay, I don't think I know that story. Yeah. Oh, it's a long, long time ago. Okay. Long okay. time ago. So I knew it was going to come up. So obviously in the beginning <laughs> of this episode, I decided to put how you remember the cranial nerves and pretty much almost every response we got was the inappropriate one. <laughs> the, <laughs> Literally, that's what people wrote. They didn't even write it out. They just wrote the inappropriate or they'd put a little emoji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that does help you remember it. I mean, that, yeah. that one really sticks out. Yeah. Um, what, do you have a mnemonic? Not a clean one. (laughs) And I feel like not only is there one dirty mnemonic, but like, I feel like there's multiple. Yes, yes, there are. Like, one of them I heard the other day was like, XXX rated. Oh, man. Yeah, it was like every other word. (laughs) I don't even remember it, but I was like, oh, that. Oh, we were all discussing. We're like, "Mm." if this was a song on the radio, (laughs) you wouldn't get much of the lyrics. No, no, definitely not. Um, So I grabbed two from our listeners who um, this one actually had never heard before. Okay. So Lena H said only one of the two athletes felt very good, victorious and healthy. Oh, man, that's cool. And I was like, that's AT related. Yeah. I, like, I never have heard that one. And then so I was like, where did you get that? And she was like, yeah. well, I did a Google search in undergrad, and that was the only one that stuck with me. Yeah. The only thing that I have trouble with, with all the mnemonics, is like, oh, oh, oh. Yep. You get stuck on like, okay, which one is yeah. olfactory, optic, ocular motor? Yep. Because the, the, there's three, you know? Mm-hmm. And then some of them, like, two Vs. So you have to figure out which one, which Vegas, yeah, which, like wh- what order. Yeah. I mean, not that you really need to know the order as much in real life. Yeah. I feel like when, you're, like documenting, when you're Yeah, I would say when you're documenting. You like could just be like, oh, let me look it up real quick. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you have just that right one on the paper. Right, right. <laughs> I know cranial nerves uh, not working right. Let's see which one it is. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't think the person who has a diminished cranial nerve is going to care if you know if it's number yeah. nine or ten. Yeah. Um, for our Harry Potter fans, there is one on, on, on. They traveled and found Voldemort guarding very ancient horcruxes. Oh, that's really good. I know. These are ones I've never heard before. Yeah. I thought that was really good, too. Um, So I made one up. Oh. For AT Corner. Okay. 
because obviously we need to have one. Uh, of course. Um, and it's about our new BOC IRL episode series. Are you ready for the cheese? I, I am ready. I'm always ready for cheese. Okay. Maybe I need I need help with the beginning part because I just use the same word three times. But ought, ought, ought to tell a friend, AT Corner, one word, films very good videos about homework. There we go. <laughs> that is very true. We do. So there you go. There's our AT Corner officially stamped cranial nerve um, mnemonic. That's right. It's, know- it's out there now. Exactly. So I also asked if people um, tested cranial nerves in mm-hmm. the same order every time. And you would imagine, I feel like with evaluations, you kind of like get your routine. Yeah. Only 65% of ATs on our poll actually test in the same order every time. I feel like I do. And not even like on purpose. I just kind of do. Because I'm definitely not like in order of... One, two, three. Right. I just have the same order of what I normally do. Well, how do you how do you do your order? I feel like I always start with accessory. Really? I, yeah. I don't know why. I, I have them shrug first. I don't know why. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I guess sometimes it, it kind of depends if I'm if I'm looking at bombs, because then uh-huh. I just pair in my cranial nerve with that because of okay. the smooth pursuits. Okay. But hmm. um, yeah, I feel like I tend to start with accessory. Hmm. I don't know why. I do that one last. Every single time. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen you test cranial nerves. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think when you've been at a, a game or anything, I haven't really had a situation. Or maybe where I, I have. If I you're know. doing a concussion, I've seen you do a concussion yeah. eval. So, um, <clears throat> so our first story is from Joe S. She said, "Many times I've seen AT students forget all of the cranial nerve tests." So I search for ideas to help remember them. There are many mnemonics out there, but sometimes they don't help students. So we go back to very basic memories of learning the parts of the face. As little children, we learn to identify eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. We always set it in the exact same order. I tell my students to think of all the tests they've learned that deal with those parts and then add in the face and balance to finish it off. They seem to learn the test faster that way. I also found cartoon pictures that work well to remind them what each test is. This made it a fun learning experience. I've taught 6th through 12th graders and also parents of young athletes with this system and always get good feedback on it. They only need to find positive tests to report to medical caregivers and not make a diagnosis. They also learn the best test and about cognitive testing and how to do it. Nice. Which, that brings up a really good point because that's why I like don't remember any mnemonics because I feel like they i have to remember like the order and like that it doesn't really help yeah. me but the face the drawing of the face mm-hmm. that helped me a ton oh and, that's awesome and i also um i do mine by body part like the eyes ears uh-huh. nose but i do um i like literally scan from the top of the like head uh-huh. down so like i start with like the eyes i always start with the eyes because if I don't do the eyes, I will forget. If I don't do pearl, I will forget. So I start with the eyes and then I start top forehead. I move to ears. I move to smell. I move to um, the mouth. So like biting yeah. down, stick out your tongue, like yeah. all that. And then I do shoulders. Nice. And bounce. Nice. And so does Brittany B. She said, I start from the top down. So sight, hearing, smell, taste, mouth movement, and then any accessory nerves. And I had no clue that nice. we did it the same way. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's the only way I can remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of like 
picture the list in my head and I just check off each one. Of course you picture the list in yeah. your head. <laughs> That's all I could think of. So just before we get into like the actual like cranial nerve assessment too, I just put in like a little nugget of um, remembering that cranial nerve testing is part of a full neuro exam. So, you know, you start with perla, mm -hmm. uh, cranial nerves, a brief sensory motor exam of upper and lower extremities and testing of the deep tendon reflexes, which would be a component of a full neuro exam. Yes. And then also this cranial nerve assessment should be done immediately after injury and then in 15 to 20 minute intervals until intracranial bleeding has been ruled out as a potential diagnosis, which honestly, that is what would cause a diminished cranial nerve. Yeah. Like most, like 98% of the time. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And the other 2% of the time is all the stories we got today <laughs> and the one the ones that I've seen. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to just like start going in like 1 to 12? Let's like, do it. Start? Here we go. So for the first one, it's olfactory. And this one um, is smell. But I feel like not a lot of people test uh, this Yeah. One. I feel like it's... It's easy and hard at the same time because we do have stuff that smells right. that you could use, but then I feel like no one does it. Like It's just like, oh, yeah. Right. So this one's a sensory nerve. Oh, I didn't even talk about the sensory and mixed or both. Yeah. Either. So I don't really pay attention to this. So like I barely, I barely like looked at this, but basically like nerves can be sensory or motor or they can be both a sensory yeah. and motor. And so the only mnemonic, I didn't get any mnemonics for that. I mean, I didn't ask for them, but um, no one freely offered them up. Um, but there was one about like each one sensory motor and the mnemonic is some say marry money, but my brother says bad business marrying money. Oh my gosh. So like ah, sensory, ah, ah, sensory, motor, motor, both. Yeah. Motor, both. Like yeah. that's like the pattern. So anyway, if uh, if you want that tidbit of knowledge, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There it is. So anyway, back to the um, smelling. So I did ask people if they tested for smell. Yeah. And 14% um, of people said no. Yeah. Um, which was smaller than I thought. <laughs> um, and then the rest were actually half and half. The 43% um, of yes, they do. And 43% of sometimes. Yeah. When I remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which actually, I was looking into this a little bit more, and it turns out that they don't have to identify what the smell is. Uh -huh. It just is a distinguishment of that they can smell. Oh, okay. And that it's not an odd odor. So actually, sometimes people people will say like, "Oh, I like I smell something really bad." Yeah. Or something like that that's like, they offer it up. Yeah. Which actually, which I'll go into later, one of our cranial nerves, like, it was kind of like that, yeah. too. So, honestly, it is it is a hit or miss if people test this in real life. Yeah. Um, but if you get a good history, you might be able to get away without. Yeah. And also, I wonder how, like, long COVID has affected this. Oh, that actually, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So. That and also we know two people, two people in our friend group who don't have a sense yeah, of smell. Yeah, that's true. So that is something that like could complicate that. You should know ahead of time, or at least think of 
it's more common than I would have thought. Yeah, seriously. Do you use do you usually test smell? Nah, most time no. Yeah, me either. I yeah. I literally forget. Yeah, I don't think about. It. I don't know. I feel like it's your way. Like if they had an issue, I feel like they'd be like, "I can't smell," or right, man, something smells really bad. Like just right. something that's not expected. Or you'd like see it on their face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <clears throat> that I smell something bad on their face. Oh yeah, that's easy. That's easy to. <laughs> um. So Brittany B says, I usually have chapstick or sunscreen or biofreeze. That's a good idea. The yeah, chapstick. those are all things that you have in your kit. Yeah. Although I would be scared to put my chapstick close to someone's nose. <laughs> I feel like they might <laughs> put their nose on it. But I have sunscreen and biofreeze. Yeah. It's like super. Um, Erica C said, I keep ammonia towelettes in my kit. When it happens on uh, campus and I'm in the ATR, I'll use one of my dry erase markers. Nice. Which... Um, we used to have ammonia towelettes, but I don't know where they are. So I used to have a little uh, ammonia little tablet deals that you break and it makes the smell. Uh huh. I want those back. <laughs> those are intense. Those are very intense. They'll wake you up. Yeah, those are really intense. I wonder how different the towelettes are. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think the towelettes are not as strong. Hmm. But still, dry eraser markers. Still ammonia. That's still. Whoa. Hey. Right. Right. Um, and if you want something not as strong, actually, I really like this one from Luke M. He said, I put coffee beans in an old Tic Tac container. I like coffee beans because it makes them think about a familiar smell that's not as strong as something like hand sanitizer. Oh, that's a good idea. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whenever and I... Plus, re- it refreshes the palate. Yes. And it can help you with uh, not being nauseous sometimes. Yeah. Yes, it can. Um. So also alcohol pads, that's what... I I'll use either alcohol pads or hand sanitizer yeah. if I re- if I literally remember, which I yeah. probably won't. Um, but I use alcohol pads to help with nausea. Really? Mm-hmm. So if someone's feeling nauseous, I'll give them an alcohol pad and they'll just like smell. Interesting. I don't know why, but it's it helps. Oh, I've used it for myself too. It helps me. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so. Good to know. Most of our other people wrote they use hand sanitizer. They'll use like a topical cream if it has like a stronger scent. Um, Sharpies, dry erase markers because those are strong. Yeah. But don't go around sniffing. Those are too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they start taking deep breaths, they might, they might need to slow down. <laughs> you're like, you're fine. Okay, let's stop this. We're moving on. Yep. Um, okay, so next cranial nerve is optic. And this one is visual acuity. Or like spe- yeah. more specifically, like what they can like see or read. So this one's like you're supposed to ask the athlete to read a scoreboard, an eye chart, like something like that. And this one's a sensory. So some of the responses that we got for uh, people reading this one, or uh, like they'll have people read like a scoreboard or the sign to read buildings, like a, like yeah. a sign to read or like the signs on buildings. Yeah. Um, some people have them read their shirt. Okay. Or like a paper, like stuff like that. So, I ha- used to use the scoreboard um, until one time I didn't pay attention to who was losing because <laughs> it was per- it was per diem, uh-huh. and I went across to the other side and I just asked the athlete to look at the scoreboard, and they were like, "We're losing," and I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't use this anymore." <laughs> they were like getting killed. So now I pay attention. Like, okay. If you're winning, I could have you read the yeah. scoreboard because then you can get their personality a little bit more yeah. too. Um, but we're losing now. I just try to find a sign 
which sometimes you can't. No, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'll, yeah. Or at least close to the field. Right. Sometimes that's hard. Right. Yeah, I use the scoreboard too. Yeah. Sometimes I'll yeah. be like, what does it say on top of the scoreboard? Yeah. Like the name of the score. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't read me the score. You yeah. are getting killed. <laughs> um, And then something else in this category is uh, diplopia, mm-hmm. which I forgot what that was. So I'd look it up to be honest. Um, <laughs> but that's double vision. And this is something that would require immediate medical attention if it doesn't subside. Mm-hmm. But it could also be from a fracture to the orbit. Yep. Yeah. Which, I mean, hopefully you're ruling that out anyway, but that's good to know about double vision and the fracture. Yeah, and we talked about it in our last education episode with VOMS. Mm-hmm. So. All come together. All, yeah. Okay, so this one is, this next one is ocular motor. It's the third one. It's responsible for pupillary reaction and size. It also elevates upper eyelid and eye adduction and rolling downward. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a lot. Um, This one, you're using the pen light for Perla, and this one's the motor. Yep. Specifically because the sensory is optic. Yep. So. um, And it's in the name. Right. Right, so we got an anonymous story um, saying, I use a pen light to shine into one of my athlete's eyes and I wait for the pupil to constrict. I repeat the same side again, but this time I look at the eye without the light to make sure that the pupil is constricting as well. Nice. So I've seen this where students don't do that. Like they don't do both sides. I think that's something that's kind of missed sometimes in Perla. So you have to make sure that the eye that's like, they should be, doing it together yeah so like the eye that's getting the light and the eye that's not getting the light yeah so you have to do it twice on each side um we've all i also asked about uh people who've had different sized pupils Mm -hmm. and just under half so 46 percent of ats on our poll said that they've had an athlete with different sized pupils oh interesting yeah that was a lot higher than i expected have you ever had an athlete without no Hmm, which is called anisocoria. Yes. Yeah, no, I have not had someone who has not had a normal pupillary response. No, not the response, just like with different sized pupils. Oh, just like normal? Uh-huh. Oh, no. no. I was going to say, damn, 46%, that's a lot. <laughs> I know, I know. So but still, that is a lot. <laughs> right. So we had an athlete who had surgery on his eye. Uh-huh. And so he has different sized pupils. Oh, okay. So that's like good to know because yeah. he doesn't have like his pupillary response isn't. It, yeah, it'd be it'd be different. Because mm-hmm. I think one side doesn't constrict or dilate. Uh, like it's just it's just stable. That's interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. how his vi- like how that affects his vision day to day. I need to ask him. That's good. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't think it does because he had like it was like an old injury to his eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. I th- I think that's what happened. Yeah. And then he had surgery. So, I mean, he still plays. He's yeah. still an athlete. So, you want to read this one from Cassie C? Yes. So, Cassie C says, My head AT's son had different size pupils from a migraine. Wow, that's crazy. I know. We sent him to the ER to be sure there was nothing else going on and all blood work and imaging were clear. He was obviously not feeling well from the migraine, but the next day he was feeling better and everything was back to normal bizarre that is crazy that would be concerning to see that right right so 
Um, apparently, this is not that uncommon to get different sized pupils from a migraine. Oh, wow. I so, didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So next time someone has a migraine, maybe check them out. Yeah. That's but, interesting. Isn't that so weird? Yeah. I don't know what... I mean, you think migraine in the brain, like, maybe it's like... Yeah. Like, pressing on the... Um, on those nerve. nerves. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. That is bizarre. Definitely not a bleeding. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a, a brain bleed. Right. So I did have one case um, a couple years ago where I had this kid at football practice who was um, participating in just like some of their drills and he hit the bag and then he fell and he hit his head really hard on the floor and I, I didn't see it. And then he got up, he kept going, but then he comes over to me and he asked for his inhaler. So then oh, I remember this one. I gave him his inhaler. This is normal. And then he goes back out. So I'm still not knowing about this head head like impact, right? Goes back out, he's like doing whatever. And I think his coach started noticing that like he was kind of acting normal and he was like, Oh, he kind of put two and two together, like, oh, he hit his head really hard on the mm-hmm. floor. And so he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, can you take a look at this kid? Um, because his uh, he hit his head really hard on the floor when we were doing some bag work. And I was like, okay. So then I took a look at him and he didn't have that many symptoms at the time. Mm-hmm. Like he had he had a decent amount of symptoms, but it wasn't like overbearing. And he was still having trouble with like his asthma. So I was kind of like working on that more. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Like we'll, we'll put you in concussion protocol. Like let's get you to dock, like all that stuff, right? Normal. Then we leave practice because this is almost at the end of practice. Leave practice. We're going to go like clean up, do mm-hmm. ice, like all that stuff. Like literally maybe 30 minutes later, like we, maybe 45 minutes later because we yeah. were like cleaning up. Like I'm about to leave. All of a sudden, one of my other football players comes in, like rushes in and he's like freaking out and he is like, the kid, he's like not doing well. He is like not breathing. I mean, he is breathing, but like yeah. he's not breathing really well. So he, I was like, bring him in. So we brought him in and he was like still having his like, he almost like had like a second, like it seemed like an asthma attack. Yeah. So then like we calmed down his breathing. And so then like we got him calmed down. And then I did cranial nerves again. Mm-hmm. And his pupils weren't responding. And oh, I was like, yeah. So I was like, mm, this is not good. So as soon as I did that, that I was like, okay. And that's the first thing I do. Yeah. So then I was like, shoot. And you were there too, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. what you, you came to pick me up that day or yep. something. So like, I think you had just walked in and you, yes. and you were like, oh, what's happening? So um, literally he, um, we did the pupils. His pupils didn't respond. And then I started doing like top down. So I did my facial or my uh, um, trigeminal where I like just do touch on the forehead. Yeah. And like on the face. Couldn't feel. I think it was like the left side of his face. Couldn't feel it. Which freaked me out. Yeah. And I was like, this is not good. That's mildly concerning. (laughs) Right. Right. So then... um, Then I kept going. And I'm pretty sure those are the only two... I think he could do everything else. 
when he figured out that he couldn't feel half his face, he started freaking yeah. out. And his buddy was still standing there too, mm-hmm. who was um who kept telling me like he was like, Hey, like he's squeezing his hand, like he can't mm-hmm. feel like opening and closing his hand, almost like he can't feel his hand. And I was like and it was only one side. And like I already ruled out like neck, so um I was like, Yeah, well it's and it was the same side as his face. Yeah. So I was like, mm, yeah. So then um, then I'm running through like everything that could like be happening, right? And I was like super nervous about second impact syndrome. Yeah. So I sent him right away to the ER because... Well, also too, he had... Uh, he was very emotional. Oh, yeah. He, he went into full... Wide spectrum of emotions. Right. His personality was completely different. Like he... This kid was definitely concussed. Um, but he... Um, I was worried about second impact syndrome because of the respiratory part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, um, so this is, I, I've got the official definition. So this is like when, uh, when you get a second blow, mm-hmm. like even a minor blow, um, before like you're healed with a concussion, uh, the brain loses ability to regulate blood flow, which leads to cerebral edema and an intra intracranial pressure. It can cause rapid respiratory failure, coma, permanent neurological injury, and possibly death, and the brainstem failure may occur in two to five minutes, which yep. I didn't know. Yeah, That's it's, very fast. It's very fast. So I sent him to the ER. I was like, we're not playing around with this. This is scary. And it ended up that he was, I think they cleared him. Yeah. Because he didn't have any of this, which I was like, thank goodness. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know why he was having so many cranial nerve deficits. Yeah. Yeah, which, seriously. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, he does have asthma. Yeah. Or he did. Which the stress of the situation could flare up the asthma. Right, but I don't know why he was having... I don't know what caused his face to be numb. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't know what caused his pupils to not respond. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I mean, remember, I mean, concussion is... Uh, uh, like a disruption of the nervous tissue so even without the bleeding maybe the those cert the connections from those nerves were disrupted and messed up how they function but i mean mm-hmm. from a clinical standpoint we can't like yeah that's that's you have to rule out a bleed right for sure well that's the thing that was also scary was like he seemed like it was a he got hit in practice he kept going and when he came to me like he seemed normal enough yeah. that like with his asthma i was mostly dealing with that and then and then like when i was checking out his symptoms like he was doing cognitive cognitively yeah. like he was doing fine yeah so i really think that um he started to decline a lot when he started um like the asthma attack came back yeah and then he wasn't getting like oxygen yeah and then i think that was like also really freaking him out so that was that was like one very good outcome but yeah like it just kind of checked a lot of boxes of okay this is not good yeah yeah for sure okay so next cranial nerve is cranial nerve number four and this is trochlear and this is eye movements that are upward eye rolling so this is and it's a motor nerve so you can use a pen light or a, your finger um to track the um, medial, lateral, inferior, and superior. Mm-hmm. So this one's what, like a plus sign? Yep. 
I usually do like an H because it, it gets abducens in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which actually we should just go to abducens is number six. So we're going to skip number five for a second. Abducens, which is lateral eye movement. And this is just medial lateral, which you can also get in your VOMS. Yep. So, and this is also motor. So trochlear and abducens are both motor. And this is this is the one that I had uh, uh, a diminished cranial nerve on. Oh, did it was, you? It was ab- abducens. So I was doing per diem. And I was covering this basketball tournament, which was insane because there were like 20 courts. So I was like the only AT there. Sounds horrible. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on on half, like literally 80% of these courts because I can't see. Right. They brought this. So you kid. really have to rely on people to bring yeah. people to you. So I had this kid come over, like the, someone brought over a kid who I think was like going for a layup or something and fell and hit their head on the on the court. So I was looking at him, and I, I think he just had a headache mostly. And he, he seemed a little off. I can tell you he was probably a little bit slowed down. And I was going through my cranial nerves. And then when I went to do, like, the abducens, the lateral eye movement, he had major nystagmus. Mm. Yeah. Like, his eye, like, he could not control his eyes going out. Like, you would see the shake and, like, dude. Yeah, this is a problem. On only one side, or was it both It was directions? both sides. It was both sides. It was going both ways. Yeah. It was only one eye or both eyes? Both eyes. Wow. Yeah. So we, I was just talking to my students about this because nystagmus is, so, okay, that's just also what I'm confused about because uh, for cranial nerves, technically you're looking for nystagmus, right? Mm -hmm. But also nystagmus doesn't necessarily mean that the cranial nerves diminished. Because you could have nystagmus. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, so I showed my students, I was like, watch, I'm going to find, like, I just turned around, found a football player, and I was like, look, we did um, yeah. diagonal movement, and he had nystagmus. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, it is normal for them. Um, Wait, but you don't have a baseline on everyone. Yeah, you don't so you know don't what know. they're. And then also, too, like, there's also a difference between, like, like, I think them kind of, like, resetting their eyes. Like, when you're coming back to baseline, like there will be a shake because the mm-hmm. person like re- almost like recalibrates their eyes. Like that's not like abnormal. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of times it's during the movement that you're supposed to be watching to see how their eye reacts. So just because like, oh, their eye kind of shook when you're coming back to to the middle. That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, that's pathological. I've seen one and I, I wish I remembered more of this story, but I did see one that was literally like as they were tracking, like it jumped and they couldn't follow the mm-hmm. track, which I guess w- that would be a positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That would be a positive. Um, so for these, you this is also where this is uh, accommodation is n- that's VOMS, right? That's that not, is a part of VOMS. That's yeah. not cranial nerve. So this is where I actually add in accommodation. See, you're thrown in the VOMS. Mm-hmm. It's valuable. It's so, vomuable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do um, uh, trochlear and abducens together and accommodation then you just have a bunch of mm-hmm. all in one yep all three in one. in one so then in between three in between four and six uh we have trigeminal which is a fifth one this is facial sensation um this on the face is like the big like five makes up the face of the picture yep um so this is you're just ask the athlete if like light facial touch is perceived normally you also ask the athlete to bite down because it's uh 
because it's a mixed nerve. So we have the sensory, which is like the nose, forehead, temple, scalp, lips, tongue, and lower jaw, like the sensory of those. And then motor, which is muscles of mastication. So mm-hmm. the bite down. Nah. So usually how I test this is I have them close their eyes and I'll, I'll touch the side of their forehead and I'll like with the back of my fingers and I'll be like, what did I just do? They'll like touch my head and be like, which side? Nice. Right. Because then it's no yes, no, because they will say yes. Yep. Yeah. I <laughs> this do. is how I figured out the kid couldn't feel half his forehead. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I do. I just ask, where am I? And mm-hmm. like, oh, my cheek, my left cheek. Oh, you know what I just realized? Um, the kid also, as soon as he realized he couldn't feel, he kept touching his forehead. Like he, he Does kept... he feel f- come back? Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't stop touching his yeah, forehead. I, remember I was that. like, oh, that's not good. That probably feels so weird. Yeah, I bet. Okay, so we did number six, which is abducens. Then we're on seven, which is facial. This one is not... I always mix this one up with trigeminal because tri- tri- trigeminal is the one where you're... Yeah, like, uh-huh feeling their face the oh you know what actually i think the five is yeah five is like the big face but seven's like the outlines of the head Mm -hmm. uh for the picture so um seven facial is facial expression so this is smile wrinkle forehead no big smile (laughs) yeah big smile big smile big frown big frown (laughs) and no one can frown no no but you know what i like asking about the frown because you're like big smile and they smile and then yeah. big frown and then most people are like, I don't know how to frown and then they like try yeah. to frown and it's funny and yeah. then you can see their personality. Yep, exactly. I know, it's always funny to watch people's interpretation of what a frown is. Right. It's like, hey, so you can see the uh, facial nerve working. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so that's the motor side is the muscle of expression but facial is also the sensory taste. Yeah, I feel like that's never tested. No. So <laughs> technically, like you're supposed to hit both sensory yeah, yeah. and motor uh-huh. because if you just do motor, technically you're not getting all of that yeah. nerve. Um, but, and I didn't ask about how many people did taste, but I'm pretty sure it's less than smell. I'm sure. Um, There's some Gatorade. Was, what flavor is that one? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But I, there are some who, some people who said about taste, um, they'll ask like while they're smelling, like, ask what it would taste like or like oh, what what they're tasting currently yeah or because this is another one like very similar to the smell that's like they'll be like oh like i like this doesn't ta- like there's something there's yeah. a taste in my mouth that doesn't taste Not good. good right so if you just ask about those ideally you should be getting a an actual like something for them to taste like gum or like even if they just like lick the gum, they don't have to like chew the gum. Although that would show you trigeminal yeah. muscles of mastication. Yeah, so, yeah, it would. Um, but we haven't gotten down to the inability to swallow yet, which yes. could be a problem if you give them something to eat. So just keep in mind. Yeah. Um. So you want to read this story? Yeah, this one's by Mary H. One of my boys lacrosse players last uh, years ago got Bell's palsy temporarily from a hit-slash-check to the head. His one side of his mouth couldn't smile-slash-go up, and he had trouble opening his eyes all the way on the same side. There wasn't a set order of cranial nerve tests that I did, but I went through what I remember in whatever order they came to mind. 
but it was pretty obvious something was wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. To see them not be able to, like, fully smile and see, like, half the face not responding, that'd be interesting. And that's probably scary oh, for, for them, sure. too. And especially for the, yeah, for the athlete. You right. You know, they're like, oh, this is weird. Right. And then, I mean, when everyone thinks of the most, like, some of, like, signs of a stroke, right? Face paralysis is one of them. So I could imagine, like, being in that position and you're like, am I having a stroke? So Mary did, so I did ask Mary about like, wow, that like, how long did that last? And she was like, well, it was like 15 years ago. So, um, it was scary for all of us, the kid, the mom, me, I was shocked. He probably had it for a few weeks from what I remember. And we referred to his primary because I wasn't sure who else to refer him to, which I mean, yeah, that you, you, I feel like you're hearing more about Bell's palsy, which the good thing is it is temporary, Yeah, but it's like, that's so scary. scary. Yeah. Right. Especially when it comes from like a contact blow to the head, because then you got to think, okay, is it just that or is it more? Is there like some stroke going on yeah. or like some other a brain bleed? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Hope there's not picture day. If you can't, <laughs> I know get half that's your face true. To smile, that'd be so that'd be so <laughs> messed up. Poor kid. Especially in high school. Yeah, is this high school boys lacrosse? Yeah, I'd say so. It, it'd be that's... either high school or middle school, right? Which both times are terrible for everybody right kids are mean kids are mean (laughs) (laughs) okay so the next one is what number is this eight yep vestibular cochlear that's hard to say which is also acoustic that's what why is that also hard to say (laughs) that that whatever that's what i remembered it as just instead of that whole thing just Uh acoustic yeah i I mean number eight it's the ears it's the little eight number ears on the on the face this is hearing balance equilibrium. Um, this is a sensory nerve. Mm-hmm. So you have them close their eyes and snap next to each ear to check the hearing and then conduct balance tests such as like a tandem stance or a best test. Yep. I do this, the same thing with like the face where I like have them. Actually, you know what? I Oh, I already said this, I think. Um, I start with the forehead and then I move to the ears because I keep their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. So I do like eyes closed face, like forehead, and mm-hmm. then I'll do eyes closed snap. And I'll say how many times do I snap because I'll do like one or two or three yeah. um, on each side. How many times? What side? And then the next side. How many times? What side? Is that how you do it too? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't, and then best, like you do that in your concussion testing. Yes. So I don't really like do a specific, like, I just kind of wait till we mm-hmm. get to that. In the Plus you get a good idea of that when, when you, they're sitting too, when they're sitting, when, when they're, they're walking. walking over. Yeah. Okay. Almost done. Number nine, glossopharyngeal. This is swallowing and voice. I didn't know that voice is part of it actually. That's true. I didn't think of that either. I mean, it makes sense, but... So this is asking athlete to swallow and speak. This is both a motor and sensory. The motor is going to be the pharyngeal muscles mm-hmm. for swallowing. And then uh, sensory is going to be taste. Oh, interesting. So I actually did have someone... And actually, I'm going to go to the next one too because this vagus, number 10, vagus nerve, uh, swallowing and gag reflex, which um, this is also... You're supposed to ask your athlete to swallow. And I've never done this. But according to the book, like textbook, using a tongue depressor, you're supposed to check the gag reflex. Interesting. 
That's messed up. I know. I think that you would not I mean, get wh- any credibility. How I've seen it was you have them go, ah, and then you see the uvula. Right. And if it deviates, that's a problem. Right. That's what I learned, too. So anyway, um, motor and sensory, it's, it's both. So motor is going to be muscles of pharynx and larynx, and then sensory is going to be gag reflex. Yep. So for both these, 9 and 10 are both have to do with swallowing which when I had a performing artist in a big costume whose mm. head got um, stuck, it got hit, um, so it, she went into full flexion and extension of her neck, mm-hmm. um, which was like kind of like a whiplash injury. Yeah. She had diminished swelling. She was unable, she was having trouble swelling. She was still able to do it, but it took her a few tries yeah. to actually swallow. Yeah. Which I looked it up later because I I never saw her again, so I don't actually know what I don't have like the full details of like mm-hmm. what happened because um, we were worried about C spine and we were worried about cranial nerves mm-hmm. because of that. I can't remember if she was also having trouble speaking. I feel like she was speaking really slow. Okay. Um, she was also older. Mm-hmm. So, um. It was definitely not her normal. Yeah. But she was like, we were we were trying to talk to her and she was trying to answer, but I wasn't sure if the speaking slow was because she was having trouble swallowing. Yeah. Or if it was swallowing and voice, because I didn't know that voice was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So she, um, I looked up why her cranial nerve would be diminished and it turns out that like in a whiplash case especially these lower mm-hmm. cranial nerves they can be affected so like the oh, that's interesting. 9 10 11 12 i think yeah. the lower ones um because of where they are yeah they're more likely to be like cuz nerves don't like stretch yeah. or compression so because of that whiplash it could be that it was diminished because Oh that's of that. interesting Right, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a brain bleed. Yeah, for sure. Which is probably why I saw it in her, because I don't, I don't know. Yeah. We weren't with her for long enough to determine if she had a brain bleed, and she was referred. Um, I don't think that she had a brain bleed. It was more like neck yeah. than like head. Um, I mean, obviously, you don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure it was from the whiplash. Yeah, for sure. And then finally... Moving on to our final two, we have accessory, which is spinal. It's always, it's always the fun one. <laughs> Shrug. Um, I didn't know it was called spinal. I've never heard it called spinal. I'm, nah, I've always just known it as accessory. So accessory, which is neck strength, trap, and SCM. Yep. And then uh, this one's a motor, and you check isometric strength in the neck muscles with a shoulder shrug. Um, and then lastly, hippoglossal, which is our 12th nerve, tongue movement and strength. You ask athletes to stick out their tongue. tongue, move medial and lateral. And this is also motor. Yep. Move it side to side. Move it side to side. <laughs> so you want to read the story from yes, Joe? This, this one's by Joe S. Taekwondo athlete lost the ability to control movement of her tongue. She was unable to push against the side of her cheek where my finger was pushing against it. Although I don't remember the mechanism of injury, Taekwondo is basically a kicking martial art, so the fighter probably sustained a kick to the head and suffered a concussion. The fighter was removed from any further competition that day, and per US TKD, 
was placed on a 30-day hold from return to play and needed an MD clearance. 30-day hold. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I do not know any follow-up info as this happened quite a number of years ago and the athlete was not local to the event. That's interesting to see them not be able to have like tongue function or like having that right. strength in the tongue. That's interesting. Well, also, this is really fascinating because like when I do my cranial nerves, I just have them stick out their tongue and move it side to side. Yeah. I've never thought about having them like because it's you're technically also it's not only just tongue movement, but also tongue strength. Yes. Yeah, that's so, true. So um, having them put their tongue against the side of their mouth or cheek and then pressing on on that. Yeah. Because then you can test their strength. That is really interesting yeah, way that's to interesting. do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really like that. So, can you just run through real quick, like your cranial nerves, like start to finish, like how I do it? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, so I'll probably go shrug, boom, and then I'll have them close their eyes. I'll test like trigeminal, um, so like the actual facial sensations, mm-hmm. and then while their eyes are closed, I do their ears, um. And then eyes are open. I have give them a big smile, big frown, stick out your tongue, move it side to side, mm-hmm. and then I'll check the eyes. And then if I, if I remember the swallowing, I'm like, okay, go ahead and swallow. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I do yeah. it all in one. I uh, maybe we should do a um bonus content on this, like a video of us <laughs> doing cranial nerves. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. Okay, we're gonna do that. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> well, we got to now. We got to now. <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll do so check our YouTube slash uh, show notes for that. So just scroll down. Uh, we'll put a little link in the show notes. Um, so the way I do it is I'll do a head to t- or top down. So I but I start with eyes because I'll forget. So pupillary response. I'll do the um, perla both sides one two, and then I'll do the eye movements. So the H. And then I'll do the um, accommodation. And then real quick, I'll do the um, eyes closed, get the face. And then eyes closed, do the snapping on both sides. And then uh, smell if I remember, which I probably usually don't. Um, Smile, big frown, stick out your tongue, move it side to side, big swallow, bite down, and then shrug. Mm -hmm. And then I move into uh, balance and the rest of testing. Okay, so that kind of makes it, that's it for cranial nerves, all we have. Yeah, no, that, that was perfect. So if you guys have any other stories that you want to share, we have story episodes coming up. Every other episode is a story episode. Every other episode is an education episode. Um, so we'll check out our Instagram and our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash corner for that. And I think that's it. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye.